Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Roshan. That time of the year where we do our lookbacks. But don't worry, Roshan. It's not going to be about Manchester United. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not about Manchester United. We're talking all things local football. And to your point, it's that time of the year where we look back on the highs and lows of the recently concluded 2023 domestic season. I'll tell you what, one of the highs for me this domestic football season is getting to know our Straits Times sports reporter, Deepan Rajaganisan, who has helped improve my vocabulary, let's say. Deepan, welcome. How are you? Hi, Elliot. Hi, Raushan. Happy to be here. Good to have you with us, Deepan. To Elliot's point, we're very grateful for all the insight you've provided on local football all year long on Sports Minutes. And for one last time, let's look back on the year gone by. To start with, Albrecht Nigata, ahead of the pack, once again, sixth title. Well-deserved or did, were they even challenged to start with? Yeah, I think you've got to say it's it's well-deserved. I think um, by far they were the best team in the Singapore Premier League and, and they were crowned champions, rightly so. I think when you look at the, the, the final points, Tally, I think they've got 62 points uh, in their campaign. I think it's well-deserved. I think I, I think you look at uh, across the, the Singapore Premier League, I think they, they were the team who had the best defence, uh, in my opinion. They were the team who had the most coherent attack. And when, when you're up against a team like Lion City Sailors with all the might that they have in Lestian and Zivkovic, to still win the title, I think it speaks volumes of what Elbrex have. But again, you know, we can talk all day about Elbrex and why they're able to win the titles because of the culture that they have. It's not so much because of just Japanese players. Of it's, course. It's a culture. They, they have a winning culture instilled by the coach, instilled by the chairman and... It's what brought them the title this time around as well. Rasha and I had a conversation previously and we talked about shifting more focus to local football. He's going to support the Lion City Sailors, so <laughs> I'll take Alberex. So for once, we're on opposite sides. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, speaking of which, uh, Kazuyaki Yoshinaga set to stay on announcing a contract extension. Uh, Deepan, what's your thoughts on this? I, I'm actually quite happy. I mean, even though he was linked with the Singapore national team yeah. job, I actually wanted uh, Yoshinaga to stay on at Alberex because... I think this is a chance for everybody to really see how good he is as a coach. They're becoming a local team as yes, well. Yes, correct. Right? So yep. all this while, and, and this is the talk amongst actually local okay. coaches in the in the Singapore League, they all always tell me, uh, how good do you think really he is? You know, if I was able to coach Elbrex with uh, the Japanese players that they have, maybe I can win the league also. <laughs> so I've heard this many times yeah. from several local yeah. coaches in the fraternity. Yeah. So this is a good chance for Yoshinaga to prove himself yeah. and say, hey, I've now got local mm. players that I've got to manage. And when you talk about local players, Elliot, the difference here is that when you manage Elbrex mm. as a Japanese mm. team, commitment is not in question. Yeah. You are going to have this set of players coming for training and sometimes they, they train twice a day. No question. Yep. But with Singaporean players, you've got to have players who might have school, might have other commitments, mm. might not be able to put in that full commitment that your mm-hmm. Japanese players were able to. So... For once, Yoshinaga is going to be dealing with all these issues. Let's see how he deals culture, with that. Culture, yeah? yeah. Culture. And wow. I, for one, am quite excited about Elbrex's localization. I think it's the great leveler. Deepan, I'm very tempted to ask you who these coaches are, but I won't put you in hot soup. Let's talk about my team, <laughs> shall we? As Elliot yes, likes to call I it, like the that. Lions like City <laughs> Sailors. Singapore Cup champions recently crowned, but again, another season that didn't see one coach follow through. They had to make a change. What do you make of the Sailors season, all in all? Yeah, I, I think the recent Singapore Cup win, I think, gave it a bit of a boost. Mm. But when you look at it again, I, I've said this several times, when you have the amount of resources that they do, it is unacceptable that you don't win the league. Um, you have the best resources, you have the best collection of local players. You've got Maxim Lestien, mm-hmm. 
and then you talk about all this and say, hey, did they win the league? And the answer is no. So I would say all in all, it's a bit disappointing. Maybe the fact that they they will argue that it's a successful season because they won the cup. I think the coaching change uh, might not have helped in terms of continuity. But I think Rankovic has done decent enough since he's come in, got the silverware, and, and now they've got to pick up from where they left off for next season. Excellent points on the domestic season. Just a quick question on their continental voyage, so to speak, right? How do you think they fared with the players they have and considering it's their second year in amongst the big boys in ASEAN? Yeah, I expected better, I have to say that. I think um, from the get-go, the, the home game against Bangkok United mm. at Jalan Besar Stadium, I, I did not expect them to, to lose that one. Uh, you, you look at Bangkok United and, and they've topped the group which contains John Book. But John Book haven't had a fantastic domestic campaign as well. So I think Lion City Sailors could have done better in the, in the game against Bangkok United at home. And the away game as well. It was a cheap free kick to give away. Mm. It's a goal that could have been avoided. So I think they'll look at this continental campaign as one of a near miss in a sense where they were there, but not quite there. Okay. You know, in terms of getting to the next round. I think they will learn from this. I think next season they are in a revamped uh, Asian Champions League campaign. Mm. It's called the ACL2. Yeah. Uh, a bit of easier teams in a sense where you get... Uh, you, you still get teams from Japan and South Korea, but they're lesser teams than your champions and whatsoever. Let's see how they do do there. Yeah. Hey, uh, Deepan, you mentioned one of the foreigners, uh, Maxime Lestine. Um, the other one is Diego Lopez, who I believe were the standout players this season. Max is staying. Um, have you heard anything regarding Diego? Yeah, from, from what I know, um, I, I think his days at Lion City Sailors are over. Mm, okay. uh, I've heard that you know this is a player that they have wanted to replace. I think in, in, in previous years, and now that the contract has run out, uh, he's not being extended. What, what I feel sad about is this. Look, I think when the Lion City Sailors were first formed, uh, Diego Lopez, if you remember, was the first marquee, marquee, yeah, marquee yeah, signing. Yeah, yeah. And I would say he has delivered. Okay. I would say that okay. I've gone to matches and I've enjoyed watching Diego Lopez. Mm. You, you look at, uh, if there's a comp- compilation reel put, uh, put together on YouTube, you see that he's been fantastic. So what what really saddens me is that the lack of a of a farewell almost. Mm. I mean, I thought that you know uh, he he didn't he didn't want a farewell because they were playing the last game uh, against Kichi and he didn't want that to be a distraction. But I, I'm sorry, but I think if you have such a player uh, who was a big part of your history, given that he's the first marquee player, you should have done more to to sort of have a a proper farewell because that sends a message to other players yeah. that you know what I I am respected in the sense. Maybe, you know, after this, they might put out something on Instagram or yeah. whatsoever, but doesn't quite do it for me, yeah. as opposed to at Jalan Besar, you know, him coming out and saying, by, I don't know whether the logistics could, could have been better, but Diego Lopez, I, I believe, has been a success to the Lion City Sailors. That is the kind of foreigners that Clark should, mm. should um, try to sign. Uh, let's see who, who, who replaces yeah. him, because you look at the other foreigners who might stay. I think, I think Lestian stays. I think that's great. Rio Perez, uh, who has played in the Asian Champions League, I flattered to DC for me. I, I have not seen anything that suggests that he's going to be a great signing. Uh, Bailey Wright, I think, will, will st- stick around. I think he's been a good signing. Uh, but they have got to get better in terms of attackers because I'm not sure if Zivkovic stays as well. Yeah, it's a good point that Deepin brings up, you know, the this whole ideology and culture of respect, you know, as he's describing how the club treated David De Gea. Hey, no, sorry, Diego Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the decision makers might be listening and they might give Diego the farewell, but some players 
don't often get a farewell. In fact, I read a comment online that the sailors didn't do so well to for the departing Singaporean players last year. And now I want to shift the focus to some Singaporeans in the sailors squad this year, right? Haris Harun, we know, stalwart of the game, captain who lifted the cup, captain who brought many memories to Singapore. Does he stay a sailor or is he moving towards property almost? I, I think Harris stays on. Uh, I think he still, he still has got one more season in him, I believe. Uh, and the word I'm hearing is that sailors have extended most, if not all, of their locals. Uh, I, I think the local core at the Lion City Sailors is strong. I think they've got to stick to them. I think you look at Lionel Tan, I think he's got a good season in the sense where he's gone on to make a national team appearance, gone on to score for the national team. More than once. Uh, play, play well for the national team. So I think they've got a good core there. I think Zafan... Um, has had a very good season in terms of the exposure he's gotten. Uh, you know, his one was backfit, but they stuck with Zafan mm. through the Asian Champions League campaign. Yes, he has made a few mistakes here and there, but overall, I think he's done tremendously well. Is uh, one I I've heard is moving on. I, I think he's talking to other clubs. So again, you know, I think they've got a good local core, a bit of mix of age. You know, with the likes of Harris, and then you've got younger ones as well. Uh, I, I think the local call will be very important for them next season. Let me just crank it up a little deeper because it's always fun to crank it up with you. You talk about the local players I've seen in the past weeks. Daniel Goh, departing Ballastia Kalsa. Will he possibly be a sailor next year? Putting me on the spot. <laughs> I, I've heard that, that Daniel is, is speaking to the Lions City Sailors uh, and another club in the Singapore Premier League um, who is also in a continental competition. Uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting choice to make. Uh, I don't envy the choice he has to make because at, at Lion City Sailors and and Haugang, I think the decision you have got to make is do you for me I think Daniel Go is a player who does very well in transition. Is he a player on the ball that's going to create much? Mm. I'm not sure. So I think he he suits Haugang better. Uh, but at the end of the day, choosing between Lion City Sailors and Haugang, you would think. He would choose the sailors. Yeah, exciting times. We'll keep abreast of your Twitter or X, as they call it, to find out more. Now, we've talked about sailors. We've talked about Albrecht, the cup winners from the year gone by. Any other team that stood out for you? Yeah, I think you've got to give special mention to Beleste Khalsa. Uh, I've enjoyed the football that they have played. Uh, and, and when you look at the, the players that they have, should they be able to finish where they mm. did? I, I don't think so. I mean, you look at the local players that they have, I don't think they were the strongest. But I think a lot of them played above what they can. And that's credit to the coach, Peter Diru. I think Peter Diru has come in I mean, with his vast experience. This is a guy who was the technical director of the Football Association of Malaysia. And he's coaching a club in the Singapore Premier League and he's doing so well. And yet, he's not got a call from FAS to be part of the national team, to be part of the furniture of FAS, which is mind-boggling, you know. To me, I think he has shown what he can do. You speak to all the players, they, they will all tell you that they've all gotten better because of mm. his coaching. Mm. You look at the results that they've achieved, sitting sitting where they are in the Singapore Premier League this season, I think tremendous job that they've done. But now what's next? You know, are Ballester able to keep Peter Diru in the job? You know, are, are they able to move on from here? What's next for them is important because it would mean nothing to, to do what they did this season and then to go out next season and not do as well. Uh, so that's very important for them. Uh, Deepan, we've reviewed the teams in this wrap-up of the of the domestic season. Um, and the both of you have been at the heart of a lot of conversations about things off the pitch. Uh, what are your thoughts on where we're at right now? Have we ended the year positively enough, especially for the fans, as, as they have given everything, you know, for the entire domestic season? Are you happy with that? In terms of the season, um, I, I would say I'm not quite sure how what to think about the season simply because... I'm not sure if the quality has gone up compared to, yeah. to previous years. 
if if you ask me, I think previous years we've seen better quality all around. I I can't I can't put a finger on why the quality has gone down mm. because I think the the players wise a lot of them I think they've got to do better. Look, yeah. I, we we talk all we can talk all day about FAS. We can talk all day about the rules, regulations, etc. Yeah. Okay, but are the players getting better? I think mm. that's an important question to ask. I think this goes down to your motivations. Mm. You know, I are you giving your all to to ensure you're a better player? I've Russian very simple question. Can you name at least five players that you can look at and say, hey, compared to what they were two years ago, he is a better player now. Mm. Mm. Abdul Razak is the only one. <laughs> yeah, but even then, he's playing in a better team okay. compared to when point. he was. Yeah, individually, are our locals getting better? Yeah. And that's a very tough question to ask. And and, and what does this goes, go back down to? It's your own motivation. What are you doing? I'm, I'm not saying all players are not doing enough. I'm just saying that in front of eyes, our locals have not gotten better and, mm. and that's a worry for me and this translates into the Singapore Premier League where the quality has not gone up for me. One new thing we saw in 2023 is VAR in the league. Started off a bit rough but got better as it is for me at least. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, interesting thing because you look at the, the English Premier League right, and then you're like, hey, how do reporters work in this environment where they, they don't know what's going on, the game is paused mm. and I had my own experience of this mm-hmm. while reporting in the Singapore Premier League and I hated it. <laughs> you know, I, I had no idea what was going on sometimes and yeah. the thing the thing that frustrates me is because of the stoppages in play, games get very laborious to watch yeah. and then by the end, you would think that at least 10 minutes has been wasted on VR and then you get 2-3 minutes of added mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. you're, you're getting less football being played mm. and that is a worry. You know, if you are if you're going to a football game and you see less football being played and more waiting, that's a problem. But it's the first season of VR. I'm sure it'll get better as with the football quality in the Singapore Premier League. Has anyone ever asked you which team you support locally? <laughs> Oof. This keeps them. Thanks. He doesn't need to answer the difficult question. He's the guest. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Okay, Lion City Sailors or Alberex Nagata? Who's in better form for next season? Come on, my team, my team, my team. My team. <laughs> I would say Lion City Sailors. Oh, start the rivalry early. I like that. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. And, and, and let's start right there, right? Elbrecht, Nigata, you say are not the favourites for next year purely because they're undergoing a change. How big a challenge is this going to be in terms of recruitment? Because that's always quite exciting. Yeah, I think the first thing people will ask is what is the budget? You know, what, uh, what kind yes. of budget are Elbrecht, Nigata going to be on? Early on, I, I, I've heard that it's not going to be great. But then subsequently, the names that are being linked uh, to Elbrex Negata makes me question, you know, they might have a budget Give after us a all. Name. Come mm. on. I, I mean, the fact that Safwan is being linked to, to Elbrex, I yeah. think, speaks volumes of the kind of players they are hoping to attract. Um, I, I think what the challenge for Elbrex will be is how can they transition into a local club by having proper foreigners? Because this is the first yeah. time they're going to have uh, four to five foreigners in the squad. Can these foreigners be able to get that level to be about similar to what they were as a full squad in 2023 and the years before? That's going to be a big challenge. I think uh, from the rumours I'm hearing, I think they might have uh, Shuei Hoshino Mm. uh, up front for them. Um, Who's got Singapore Premier League experience? So I think he he adds a lot of much-needed know-how to the squad. Uh, Recently, of of course, they've announced the former J-League one uh, midfielder to their ranks as well. So early on, it's looking good for them in terms of additions, uh, but you're only as good as your locals. Okay, uh, so since you bring that up, and again, purely based on the speculation that you've heard, Safuan being linked, I can't help but wonder, what does Safuan bring in terms of dealing with something that you mentioned in a previous episode, 
culture, that local, how should we say, discipline, that local want to be there and, and training at the same level as, as the Japanese players? Yeah, you know, uh, earlier, you know, I, I have mentioned before about how local players, I, I feel, don't have that motivation. Uh, yeah, that's the word. Safwan is the extreme opposite. Yeah. Uh, because you look at what he's gone through in his last few years with his head injury, mm. he was desperate to ensure that he can come back and play for the national team. Yeah. You know, this is not something everybody else would have done. He he went through so many uh, to to so many doctors to try and get that clearance, and I think that's what Safwan is about. And okay. him coming to Albrecht, if that happens, mm. I'm not saying it's going to happen because I think there are other suitors out there. He might stay with Selangor since uh, they have qualified for continental competition. But if they are they're able to get Safwan, I think he brings that that local mentality of hey, follow my lead, follow my example. Mm. I'm setting the He's standards. A yeah. He's a leader. And I think that will be important. I, I'll say this. If they are able to get Safwan, I would say that, that Albrecht's are the favourites for me because I think d- defence is very important. Okay. If they're able to get him, I, I think Albrecht might have a good season. Very, very exciting, right? To keep abreast of this news. Albrecht's localising is just one of it. Above and beyond that, there might be new teams in the league because you wrote a couple of weeks ago that they are expanding to 10 teams. What's the update on that? Who is coming through? Who has applied? Yeah, I think uh, one one team that have been very vocal about wanting to join the Singapore Premier League is Tengah FC. Uh, they are a team in the island-wide league. Uh, they've got big ambitions to be a Singapore Premier League team. I think like, like like the last few years, Woodlands Lions will have a say in wanting to come back, not come back, but come into the Singapore Premier League. I, I really want a team from the north, you know, <laughs> in, in the Singapore Premier League. I think it really adds yeah. lots of excitement. We, we, we forget that, you know, we are small, but we have a lot of this pride mm. in, in the areas that territorial. Yeah. yeah, a team that has Woodlands in, in the name, I think, will invite yeah. a lot of fans back. I know there are a lot of football fans in local football fans in the Woodlands area, so this is something exciting to yeah. look at. And a tenth team in the Singapore Premier League to me feels complete. Mm. Yeah. Nine teams, uh, you know, it feels a bit off, but ten teams I think would be great. But you also don't want a team for the sake of, of the course. team being there, and yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> yes, Young Lions is one example, but. Tanjung Paga, when they first of came course. back into the league, I think that was a bit of a forgettable season. Tanjung Paga, this upcoming season, I'm not hearing good things mm. about the finances that they have. Mm-hmm. They might feel a very young team. So I think it makes it even more important now that the 10th team comes in and is good enough to be challenging some of the other teams in the league for like the 4th, 5th, 6th places in the league. You know, that really brings back a lot of memories. You talk about, you know, a team in the north or Woodlands. I start to think of Woodlands, Wellington, and mm. they were quite a strong team, or Jurong FC, the Scorpions, I think they were called. And and that's something us fans need to get behind. In your observation leading up to the to the next season, are, are teams connecting enough with fans to, to bring that travelling aspect? You know, imagine travelling from Yishun to go see a, a match, I don't know, at Tanjong Baga, for example. Yeah, so... I mean, forgive me, but I always go back to the Lion City Steelers as, exa- as an mm. example. Not because I'm a fan like Raushan, but more. <laughs> oh, but, you are. But, but no, no, I, I'm not a fan of Lion City Sailors. But what what I really like is they do the right thing. The so you, you talked about right? Yeah, you yeah. talked about like, connecting with the fans. Yes, they do it better than anybody else. Yes. This continental campaign that they have, they have been flying fans over to to watch the games regularly. I mm. mean, in the form of a giveaway, yes. But the main objective is to bring fans over, mm. and and they've created this culture. You see, that has resulted in the, in the, the fact that they have the crew. Um, they, are, they are like a family now. And I think yeah, this is yeah. down to the club creating the, the atmosphere, the, the linkage. You go to games these days. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm when I'm on Instagram, I see a lot of these influencers now attending 
Lang City Sailors games because yes. it's cool, Outreach, right? Yes. And and how who is it down to? It's down to the club and the marketing yeah. team and the communications team who have created that. I think kudos to them. Are other clubs looking at it and saying, hey, I think we should follow that. But from what I hear, it's more like, oh, they got the money, what? I don't think it's about the money sometimes. It's yeah. about the effort and what you plan to do and what you want to do. And yeah. you bring up a great point about giving those tickets to those continental games. They even hire buses to go from men's game to women's game so you can see the social media team or the com- com- uh, communicating team really taking it on hand to try and expose the league. And I think that's great. And hopefully that will rub off on other teams, right? Yeah, so so just a point to make. I'm not saying that all teams are not doing it. I think... Tampines have a semblance of it as well. I think the Yellow Knights do a tremendous job in at least using social media to try and get more people to support the club. And and this year, at least, I've gone to several events uh, organized by Tampines Rovers to get like more fans in and and giveaways yeah. and whatnot. I've I've I got a Tampines jersey as a giveaway. Okay. Uh, that from one of the events. So I you're attended. a Tampines fan. I I support everybody, <laughs> uh, but but I, I think that's really important, Elliot. That. You know, you can have a local league that's not doing well in terms of quality, but the fan engagement, to me, is not dependent on quality. It's dependent on you being genuine. And I think it's dependent on you creating that kind of relationship. And I think clubs got to do more in this era. Actually, you know, and it's also because we watch a lot of English Premier League, right? It's We are attracted to that also because of the branding and the association. And you wonder, and I know I'm stretching too much, don't tell Bernard this, but, you know, if the branding was right, you could get more foreign fans as well. Do you think the women's game does help to boost the profile, in your opinion? I think it, it does play a part. It should play a part. Should play um, a part. I okay. think you look at the women's game, it has come leaps and bounds since yeah, uh, it yeah. first started. I think in the last few years, it's gotten better. But there are still many issues to sort of out course, there as well. Uh, I think that the women's game, I think, is growing globally. So we should follow suit as well. And I like the fact that now, a lot of these clubs have the, the men's team and the women's team yeah. and they're creating a linkage I between like, that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, they play in, in, in the same kits and, and, and whatso- whatsoever. So I think that's really important. And again, I think all these things come down to one thing, identity. You build identity, you say that you are the sailors, I'm a sailor, you are Haogang, I'm a cheetah. You've got to create mm, this identity except, yeah, and I think yeah. that's really important for the league. Quick question on Tampines, right? We talked about their culture. Next season, it's going to be adding a bit of Tom Yum to the culture. There's Thai oh, influence yeah. coming into yeah. the team. How do you think that is going to change Tampines? But also, is that make or bust for other teams? They could end up following the model if it works or not if it doesn't work. Yeah, I think this is a very unique partnership. I think we've got to watch how this unfolds. Uh, but I think in the in the in the near term, I think it's a great boost for them in terms of the players they, they mm. could get. So I'm I'm excited to see you know what kind of players that they add through this partnership because as you know because of BG's uh, partnership with Sarazo Osaka, that that could be a possibility there that they could get uh, foreigners there. I I think um, Tampines have been. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say they have been stagnating, but I think we have not seen something new from them. Mm. Um, I think they play great football, don't get me wrong. I think Gavin's football is one that I really love watching, but they haven't quite taken that next mm. step yet. And mm. I think next season, they'll be looking at trying to have a more of a stern challenge for the title. Um, let's see the kind of players that they bring in, because from what I hear, I think I think Boris will no longer be leading, wow. leading the line for them. I think that could be a loss in terms of goals. But if you ask me, it's like is that whole conversation we had with Ange and, and Harry Kane, right? I remember I told you that I think they would play better football without mm. Harry Kane. 
I think Tampines will benefit Ooh. from from letting Boris go. So you're a Tampines go. fan and a Tottenham fan. I found out during oh, this yeah, podcast. This is like fact finding mission. <laughs> okay, I mean just to wrap things up, deep. And what else are you looking forward to? I know it's still some ways away, but uh, what's what's on your radar in terms of anticipation? Yeah, I, I think there's plenty to be excited about for next season. I, I, I of course, the the Singapore League is looking at changing the calendar to yeah. to suit with the AFC calendar. So. We are looking at probably a, a season that starts in May okay. and ends in the, the following May. A long season, but I, I think it's something that needed to be done. Uh, and also, I think the foreigners count is going up. Yeah. Uh, so I think from four, we are looking at like, a, like five foreigners, mm. which could be, from what I've heard, I mean, these things always change depending on, on meetings and so on closer to the season. But the latest is it's going to be three plus one plus one. Mm. So that means uh, three foreigners of any. Uh, plus one being an Asian and the other plus one is under 21 foreign. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. So this under 21 foreigner, I think it's in view to trying to naturalize this player mm. later on, which mm. sounds good. Sounds good uh, yeah. I think it's something that we could get used to. Uh, but again, you can have all these rules, but where are you getting the foreigners from? How are you getting the foreigners from? I think that's really important. So much to look forward to. I can't believe you have to wait till May. Just before we go, one bold prediction for 2024, Deepen. Just say one it. bold prediction. Yeah. I would say that um, that the new team that comes into the Singapore Premier League, if any, uh, will finish in the top five. Oh wow, top five <laughs> in means, a ten-team league. <laughs> the bold. new team is the team that depends supports. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly, my bold prediction is bringing Elliot to a local game next year. Wow! No, it, it'll happen. Okay. okay, okay, absolutely, absolutely. Dipin Raj, Gunny Sun, Straight Sun Sports reporter, continue to support him. Read his articles. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.